0: That their play on the field put them toward the back of the line. Oh, Kaiser doesn't
1: see him. Ball is out. But
0: it's there always the seems to be one team further behind. Here we go, there we go. go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there we go. Further behind.
1: There we go. There we
0: go. Further <laughs> behind.
1: There we go. we go. Further behind. Brown, all day all night we found it you guys calm down Carmen you found what the brown noise kenny and me found the brown noise
0: all right gang welcome to the brown notes podcast where we let them rip
1: on the cleveland browns my name is scott and this is Rico. And if there's any Rush fans out there that might be familiar with the song Hemispheres, it's a big long song off a concept album. Anyway, the point of that, the big the big beginning part of that is this guy, the protagonist, takes us takes the spaceship called the Rosinante and he goes into this big black hole in a star called Cygnus X-1. There's a black hole there, and he flies into the black hole, and he has no idea what's going to happen. And he comes out of it on the other side alive and well and has a whole big adventure. And that's where we are now, Scott. We have successfully made it through the black hole of the dead zone between OTAs and training camp because training camp is finally here. Can you believe that? Finally, we made it through that dead space alive and in one piece we have to go to west virginia now i know have you ever been to west virginia i've been through it yeah me too through it I, i'm not sure what the incentive is to stop there um maybe there is maybe there isn't i'm not sure but anyways um yeah so the browns are going to be when are they going down there what are they what are they heading that way or Sweet were they Breyer, already there baby
0: i don't know yeah. um I've peed in West Virginia a lot because when you're driving through it, it's a windy state, a lot of mountains and very windy. And then you have to pee a lot, you know, so you got to stop and pee. I've used a lot of gas stations, a lot of pilot flying J's.
1: That's true. Like I've like, usually I would stop at Beckley. You've been to Beckley, right? That's like in the beginning part. Is there anything worse than driving through those fucking mountains, going through the Virginias, like West Virginia, Virginia?
0: Kentucky's worse because it's just, it's flat. There's not like everything's just flat and like,
1: there's no, it feels like there's no trees and it's just flatness for like a long time. Oh God. I mean, I've driven those mountains like probably a thousand times and every time it's either snowing or raining and it's fucking miserable. But anyways, training campus here, we're going to be talking about that, Scott, but first we have some gigantic monumental earth shattering fucking world generation changing news Scott the white helmets have been released
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh what are dude wipes um so they are the product that apparently you can take around the house and clean up things. I thought it was a doo-doo wipe. Is it, is it not? It, it's been, it's been expanded and it's no longer a doo-doo wipe. It's I have now, never
0: heard of dude wipes in my life until really? yesterday when I watched. never serious? heard of them, never heard, never seen them, never heard of them, never heard. It's, of a, it, it's a wipey for grown ass men. Why does a, why do men require a different wipey than what's
1: like already on the shelf? Well, I've never used dude wipes before, but I can only imagine that they have a dude manly, like instead of a, like a baby wipe smell, they whoa, must whoa, have whoa, some whoa. kind of a manly fragrance to them. That smells like, like Dracar or some, one of your favorite colognes out there. Are they for cleaning or hygiene? They are okay. We've had this conversation before. If you if you're dropping a deuce and you try to and you try to go on that with a wipey right away, y- it's gonna be a bad time. The wipey is for is for the finish. You go so there they're for you, hygiene. Yeah, it's a hygiene element. It's okay. Well, I'm
0: I'm trying to figure it out, but I just want to know whether or not because there are wipes you buy for like the house. You know,
1: there's no, like no, no, no. These are, are
0: wipes and things for the house. Yeah, no, no, what no. are they?
1: Dude wipes are for your backside and for your to like clean up your body. Give yourself a little touch up. If you know what I mean? They're for your ass hair. Yeah.
0: Okay. And, I hadn't so and, the Browns had the helmet reveal sponsored by a team that's already plagued with poop references, had their helmet reveal sponsored by a butt wipe
1: but exactly like how it couldn't have gone any better for them scott like the i I, you almost think it's a joke that the assiest team in the nfl with the shit brown uniforms are now sponsored by a poop wipe that just
0: feels like a marketing misstep if they like you have to know you're opening yourself up to more national poop scrutiny
1: why and now this has been you know they had they had the dude wipe video drop where the 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 helmet guy has got the dude wipes and he's wiping the orange off the helmet and shit like that so that was like what a, as of the recording of this podcast that was like a few days ago right yesterday maybe or the day before they right? dropped
0: the little social media yeah. thing yesterday
1: why why and i i, I haven't seen anybody Pounce on this like it ought to be pounced on. I imagine people are still wrapping their minds around it, but I'd have to think that everybody would be pouncing on it per, per your comments, right? This is too easy. It's like fish in a barrel.
0: Oh, I didn't come up with it. I, I've seen it. So, yeah, I, cause I didn't know what dude wipes were. I've never heard of it until yesterday. I've oh, never so- seen or heard of them. And then as I was scrolling through social media, kind of getting caught up in what was going on in the Browns world. I saw references to that and the poop and I'm like, what is going on? And they couldn't possibly have paired with a ass wipe to be the sponsor of the helmet reveal. Is this really? (laughs) And people on Twitter were commenting like, yeah, it's, this is like, they're opening themselves up to even more poop jokes than ever before.
1: See, they had Scott. better win. That's all I got to say. Holy this mackerel. Got to you stop. know, I, I have to be honest with you. I didn't think of it in those terms until you brought it up just now. And man, oh man, that this is like, this is like bordering on disastrous, right? Isn't it? Isn't it Hey, boy? You're right. If they don't win, dude, holy Christ, the dude wipe references with the assy football team taking a big dump on the field. Oh man no pressure, right? They
0: have to win. You can't partner with Dude Wipes when your uniform and your team color is brown and your name the Browns and people already you've already become synonymous with shit and now you're
1: partnered up officially with Dude Wipes. What's next? And now you are and now you're literally associated with shit.
0: Yeah, what's next? Pepto-Bismol, uh, <laughs> you know, Kleenex for <laughs> our tears on Sunday. You know, excedrin headache medicine
1: (laughs) what's it going to be next jesus narcan or is that what is that what's next i mean can you i want to know how that marketing (laughs) meeting went like like okay dude wipes like like you're you're who's uh j dubs is probably leading this one so 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 the marketing folks who have been speaking with the dude wipes reps they go to j dubs and they're like hey j dubs man you know dude wipes is they're coming with some serious jack man they're coming with some money and they want to sponsor they want to sponsor the new helmet release but they're coming with some serious and how do you not see this coming man that's what I this is the same marketing department that tries to market three fucking logos and and, and a helmet with no logo as a logo on the logo I, I I'm really having serious thoughts about the the competency of their marketing department when they let something like this happen.
0: All right, so I'm on the Browns' website, where on the page about the helmet reveal, on the website, in the news tab, Dude Wipes, presented by Dude Wipes, with Dude Wipes logo, is in the header. It's in the very first line of the paragraph the Whiteout Series presented by Dude Wipes will include three regular season yatta yatta yatta. So it's in the very first line. It's in the header. It's in the giant graphic presented by Dude Wipes. That's three times on this page. But we keep scrolling down. It comes up again in the copy in the fourth or fifth paragraph down. And then if you scroll all the way down to the bottom, Dude Wipes has an advertisement, a literal advertisement. Shop now the official flushable wipe of the Cleveland Browns. The So the Dude Wipe. Brand is on this page like five times. No, I just scrolled down further. They have two ads on this page. They're the official flushable wipe of the Cleveland Browns. Dude wipes.
1: You know, I, I had I had a whole training camp discussion agenda planned um for for this for this podcast but
0: we'll we'll get to it
1: but dude i i can't even think straight now with this like you have like and it's this is my fault because i didn't think of this ahead of time i didn't think of the how how much of a train wreck this could wind very well wind up being how do you do that man that is so bad you're the marketing pr guy you would never let this happen no, money talks,
0: money talks. If dude, if dude wipes ponied up, that's going to come from their development folks. And the marketing people just have to eat a green one and make it work because oh, they're going the to a green one. The marketing people can't control who the team partners with, you know, so this is clearly a new advertising partner. Dude wipes clearly ponied up and listen i don't want to turn this into the dude wipe podcast we have a new helmet to talk about i just couldn't help but to notice that butt wipe is on page six
1: times you know this is the kind of shit that's going to go right along with the burning river the mistake by the lake the fucking drive no 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 the fucking the 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 ass the ass wipe team now they're the ass wipe team
0: no, everybody's happy. People love the helmet. Every we can't do a podcast on the helmet reveal day. We're supposed to be okay. talking about West Virginia and training camp and make it all about wiping your ass and being upset about, about what that so,
1: means. So what do you think about what do you think about the white helmets? I don't care. I don't care. Um, I, I'm I like the it,
0: only actually. one who doesn't care. The whole world is apparently inside out with glee. And I really don't care. I my only thought is that I would To me, it's a big nothing burger. I mean, we've known this is coming from, I'm going to be a W downer, I guess. I don't want to be this guy, but I don't really give a shit. And I, I'm kind of exhausted on uniform shit with the Browns just in general. And I don't really care. I guess it looks okay. I wish they would have. I don't really know. I'm not crazy about the throwback
1: Jersey. So I you know wish that's where I was going to go because I'm not a fan of that shadow box on the throwback. Jersey. No, I mean I get it why it's it's a throwback I to the '46 thing, I but know. I get the I'm tired like it, of. Though.
0: I know, me too, and I'm tired of having to like have a history lesson every time I look at something with the Browns, and then I'm expected to appreciate it right after they school me up on the history. I don't care about that. I just want it to look good. I wish they would have did some mock-ups, did some photo shoots with the helmet with the actual jerseys. You know, let me see what the helmet looks like with the white shirt and the brown pants. Let me see what yeah. the helmet looks like with
1: the brown shirt and the white pants. Get what I'm saying? Well, you know? get used to it because we're going to see this this new helmet like probably three times every single year now for infinity so so uh they're, they're not going away anytime soon but listen man this is the kind of you know like the fucking 97 dude wipes commercials and the white helmet and the shadow box jersey this is the kind of shit you got to cook up when your team sucks dude you know what I'm saying again it always goes back to that if they just could put together a fucking winning culture then they won't have to do all this bullshit this stuff would take care of itself right
0: yeah, and I'll admit, man, this is where I am just a different dude and from a different generation, and I've just never given a shit. I when I really when I was growing up watching the Browns in the eighties, never once did I think to myself, "I wish they were wearing a different uniform." And back then, <laughs> they wore the fucking white uniforms. If you remember, they wore they rarely wore their brown jerseys. They wore white from head to toe all, all the, the, time. the fucking time. And I never gave a shit about the uniform as a kid. And I'm so just tired of this constant Sturm and Drang about the uniform. I don't care. I know it's hugely important to this generation. They gotta have the gear. I I guess I get it. I just don't give a fuck as a fan. I'm fine with their uniforms. I I'm glad they're I'm glad they went back to the uniform. They got away from the the browns on the leg era the owen 16 uniforms i'm glad they went back to the other ones i think they're fine i i don't need this constant like marketing 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 of
1: Uniforms is getting as bad as the Cavs. I well, it's because you, you. It's because you need buy-in. They're trying to get buy-in because the team's performance on the field is not getting them any any more buy-in right now. So they got to get buy-in from somewhere. But you, man, you brought up a really fantastic point. We did a previous episode that discussed the magic of the late '80s, right? And and even though. The, the funny, the fun and then the, fu- the for me, the funniest part about that magical time period was what that is, even though they went to a few AFC championships, that there was no ultimately there was no payoff. Right. right. Do you remember during the Bernie Kozar era, which is that magic time that we were discussing? Do you remember during any about any of that time period where anybody mentioned about fucking uniform? No, time? <laughs> Did did anybody even think about the goddamn uniforms one single time when they were ripping off 12 wins, like a 12 and four season and went to the AFC championship game? Does anybody care about the uniforms? No, no, no. I, I, well, here's the thing too, is, and I'm going to like be
0: totally contrarian with this i know the take i'm about to give no one feels this way but i see all the back and forth today about the bangles white uniforms and the browns white uniforms i hate the bangles white uniforms i think they're fucking ugly i just want the bangles to wear the bangles uniforms i don't need them to come out with the with the field painted white with the they look like zebra stripes no they no longer look like bangles they look like zebras i don't want an all black and white predominantly white, you know, thing on the field. It just looks, it looks generic. It reminds me of back in the eighties when you'd buy like generic food and it yeah, just came just in gonna white say packaging with the black letters. Yeah, that, so that's a exactly what I think. Beer, it was all
1: white. and It just said beer on it and black, like Helvetica. <laughs>
0: That's, that's what exactly looks like to what.
1: Me. That's exactly what I think of, man. For and, for, and none, of, there's some people out there that might not know what that line of product was. Just look it up. Just look up generic grocery food, and you'll. And that he Scott is not bullshitting at all. It was literally a can of peas with a white label <laughs> and black letters that said peas on it and that was like this i don't know who started this shit but that's what the Bengals uniforms remind me of as well i totally agree with i don't understand why that's so popular right
0: now this whiteout thing i don't get it i mean i just don't get it at least the browns version of it has some color to it but to me that's just like generic to me when i think of white i think oh that's what the home team wears or whatever you know what i mean it's like the i don't know it just feels i'm just i don't i'm just not feeling it, but well, I'm glad th- everybody else, if everybody else is happy, I'm happy. So if y'all well, are happy you know, with it, then I'm happy.
1: I think what it is is um the where where this whiteout in in my humble opinion, the whole whiteout thing started with Penn State football. They they do a really fantastic job of the whole whiteout concept. I think they invented the whiteout concept. And when they have a whiteout, they have had those white uniforms with the generic white helmet with the single stripe. They've had those uniforms since the beginning of fucking time, right? Yeah. And so they when they have their whiteout games, they're special, right? And and the the, the Browns and the Bengals and all these other. The NBA is doing it now with, you know, where your team's colors in the stands and, and that's a college, it's a college football thing. Ohio state does it with red, all the major colleges, all the, really all the TV colleges, the big ones they all have this they all the everybody in the stands wears their wears their colors that match the teams and it's pretty freaking cool it's a college football team it's a college football thing that they're trying to bring into the NFL and it's just as dumb it's like they're chasing just play the goddamn game man let's not try and copy college football which is exactly what they're doing
0: Yeah, doesn't Ohio State now do like the blackout thing and all that?
1: They've done the blackout thing uh once, which is it's dumb. I mean the black uniforms are cool, but the blackout thing is not an Ohio State thing because there's no black, they have a stripe, their colors are scarlet and freaking gray. Right. Blackout's done. Do the red, do the scarlet, do the red, do whatever you want to call, which they do most of the most of the games at the shoe are usually red for quote, quote fingers red outs, which right. is fine if that's what you do in college football. You wear your team's colors in that way. But the uniform thing with the white out uniform thing, that's a thats a, it's a, it's a college football thing. Just let's leave that in college. But it, the helmet itself does look cool.
0: I, yeah. But agreed. I would like to, I just want to see it with a different jersey. I'm not crazy about those
1: 46 jerseys, but. I'm just, being I, picky, I, now. no, no, no. I, I agree with you. I didn't like them the second they came out with them because they do that shadow box reminds me of the crappy circus peanut uniforms that we're glad are gone. Now me that's too. what it reminds me of. I know me it's too. a throwback to the 46. I know they had the shadow box away a hundred years ago, but it looks bad and it doesn't, it doesn't make me feel nostalgic at all. It makes me think of those ugly circus yes. peanut uniforms and I don't want to see them anymore.
0: Yeah, you you're hundred percent correct. They give me like a gag reflex from the yeah one in thirty-one uniform, the Johnny Manziel Browns on the leg uniforms. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ever think about those things again. And it makes me They're think awful. of those. And it's just not clean. I mean, it's like you guys, if you're gonna have such a clean helmet, it's like, let me see what it looks like with the with
1: the white jersey they wear now. Right. Know? With the white jersey with the with the cool new dark brown font numbers, the the yep. new the new numbers are are better than the old ones. Uh, They look great. And I'd like to see this helmet with that white jersey or with the brown one or whatever. But I I don't want to think of the circus peanut uniform. I don't mind grabbing a bag of circus peanuts from the store and eating them. Hell yeah. Those Those are phenomenal. But I don't want to think about the ugly ass uniforms that Manziel and them were wearing. So in my opinion, I agree with you. Let's get rid of the throwback uniforms and put the white helmet with the current uniforms. That would be great.
0: I was trying to see if anybody had mocked that up in Photoshop on Twitter today and I couldn't find it. So if you come across something, pass it along to me. I'd
1: like to see it. For sure. Do you know if there now these three games, it's one is the Monday night or Sunday night, Monday night against Pittsburgh. Uh, Thursday night against the Jets, and then the game against the 49ers. Those are the three white helmet games. Do you know if they're doing all three of those with the throwback unis or just white helmets?
0: I think it's going to be the throwback unis. Oh, God. Yeah, I do.
1: Please know. Whatever. Anyway. um, All right. So we're I have a question for you real quick. Yeah. Do you think they
0: didn't do it against the Ravens because it's sponsored by dude wipes now. And we know that Lamar has to occasionally drop a deuce mid game. You okay, buddy? I
1: mean, if if he has to, then he's got a really huge supply of wipes to clean his ass up afterwards. Can you imagine though, because of the sponsorship, Berea
0: has to be just like packed to the gills full of like free dude
1: wipes from the dude wipes people you know what i'm saying every player is taking home boxes of those things man giving them out to their friends look i got dude wipes wipe your ass with my free dude wipes oh boy
0: it's going to be a pleasure for deshaun watson to be under center this year because the (laughs) ass in front of him is going to be so
1: clean he can eat off of it (laughs) You know, last year going under center wasn't quite as bad. It wasn't quite <laughs> like it is that this year, this year going under center is so much better. Now that we have dude wipes, <laughs> official wipe of the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> all right, oh, man. Holy Christ. You got about all 15 right. minutes. Um. All right. So let's, let's uh, let me ask you about this. This is kind of, we'll, we'll save the training camp for next time. But I do have a I do have a, another one in my back pocket for you. So Saquon Barkley, you know who that is we all know who Saquon Barkley is. Yeah, man he he did not sign his tender the bit and so he, his contract is he's not signed right now because they tendered him and he didn't sign it because it wasn't enough money. So the big topic, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this is the perception well really it's kind of reality it's perception and reality at the same time is that the running back position is no longer a valued position and now they're and now running backs are dramatically undervalued in fact scott i've got a statistic for you that i heard on the radio tonight from uh from 923 the fan that on average place kickers are now making more than running backs wow so wow. How do you, do you have an opinion on the now undervalued running back position and what does that mean going forward for Nicholas Jamal Chubb and his contract
0: coming up? Yeah. I mean, I think, listen, I'm going to sound like a total D bag here, but I'm somewhat of. I'm not a Browns fan. Who's got like pie in the sky ideas. I'm pretty much a hardcore realist. Yeah. And yeah, no, th- that is not you. <laughs> I think, I think this is Nick Chubb's last season with the Browns. I love Nick Chubb, but I don't, I don't see them paying him. What? I don't even know. Cause I guess with what you're saying about Saquon Barkley, I don't even, or Saquon Barkley. I don't even know if it's, Necessarily a market thing. You know, like I was going to say, I don't see them paying him what the market value demands, but if the market is low for running backs, it might not be that high, regardless of how good he is. But I guess what I'm trying to say is I've already accepted that the Nick Chubb era will be ending. And I also already accepted that it probably should because it's no longer a running league and this devaluing of running backs is with good reason because the proof is in the pudding. The teams that win, they could have you and I at running back. It doesn't fucking matter. You know what I mean? So as much as I love the tradition of Cleveland Browns, you know, and the running game and what Nick Chubb represents as a player and as a leader on the team and as the guy who scores a touchdown and acts like he's been there before, you know, I have accepted the fact that he gone. And So, you know, I,
1: I have to be good with it, I guess. Let me throw a monkey wrench into that though. So, so what you're saying is here's why I don't necessarily think he's going to be gone. And here's why, let me tell you names of running backs right now that don't have jobs and now granted statistically. And in reality, none of them are as good as Nick Chubb. However, um Zeke Elliott doesn't have a job Saquon Barkley unsigned Dalvin Cook unsigned those are three top five well top five or ten running backs and none of them have jobs right now because they want they want more than what teams are willing to give them and so they're out of work right now so what that tells me is when Nicholas Jamal Chubb. His name is Jamal Chubb, I think. Yes, sir. So when Nick Chubb is uh, at the end of his contract, he has to ask himself, I could could leave Cleveland. I know Cleveland's not going to pay me what I got in my previous contract because his contract was the last big contract any running back has gotten was his his contract, actually. And so he, he has to ask himself, I'm not going to get that contract from, from from the team I'm on now. And if I leave, I'm not going to get it anywhere else either. Because And if I do come close to what I got, it's going to be with some assy team that has absolutely zero chance of winning because those are the teams that spend a shitload of money On running backs so he's gonna have to ask himself do i do i stay in cleveland and work it out and sign for less than what i think that i want knowing full well that if i leave i'm not getting it anywhere else either because he's not so he could get less somewhere else or he can get less here and be on a team where if he signs here instead of somewhere else He'll, he'll have Bernie Kozar status around Cleveland for the rest of his fucking life. And he'll have, and he'll have a better shot at winning here than probably if he signed somewhere else. So I don't think he necessarily is going to go anywhere.
0: Yeah. I don't necessarily see him as being the guy that's going to chase every last dollar. I mean, I don't know. It's really hard for me to, you don't know what motivates people and it's hard. It's sure. hard for me to comment on that, but, um, I guess I just see the Browns as a team. I keep hearing, I mean, I don't know. I'm no capologist, dude. I'm just a schmuck. But, you know, every day when I'm driving into work, I'm hearing these guys on the fan and all they're talking about is, oh, the clock's ticking. This team, they're not going to be able to afford all these guys in a year. They're going to have to purge the roster and this and that. And, you know, all these. So you're going to, and there may be some truth to that, you know, and I would just imagine that, If there is, then you're going to look for opportunities to save money. And if you're truly in an era now where having a running back like Nick Chubb is truly just just uh, almost superfluous, like it's not it's not necessary to winning in this day and age. If that's true, then why would the Browns devote any unusual or extraordinary amount of money to that position? relative to what's going on in the rest of the league does that make sense
1: sure does and and, and again I, I go back to this if he leaves he might he 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 could very well get a few more bucks get signed in somewhere else i think that would probably be likely that he could get a few more bucks signed in somewhere else but Is the juice worth the squeeze, right? You're going to another team in another city who's not going to embrace you like the fans of Cleveland did. You're not going to, it's going to, you're going to be out of your comfort zone. It's probably going to be a team that's not going to be as good. So you have way less shot of winning. So, sure, we all want to get paid. We all want to make as much money as humanly possible. I can, I think I can speak for you on that. Uh, I feel comfortable including you in that. Thank you. But but at, but at the same time, there's there's the Maslow's hierarchy of needs that also come into that. There's the quan, there's the love, there's the respect, there's all the all the the gooey glittery goodness that 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 doesn't necessarily come with a paycheck. It's that other stuff that he would be all leaving that behind if he left Cleveland and went somewhere else. Sure, they would like him. The fans would like him because he's a great running back, but. It's just not going to be he's got he if he stayed here and finished his career in Cleveland, knowing full well, he's not going to be making much more money anywhere else. He would literally have Bernie Kosar, Jim, almost Jim Brown status in Cleveland for the rest of his days. And that really does mean something. Actually, that's legacy kind of stuff right there. You're sacrificing. Does he really want to sacrifice a legacy for a few more dollars?
0: I mean, we end every single podcast. It seems like somehow we cycle back to the same place, but I'll say it this way and try to make it sound new and fresh and interesting (laughs) this season. And here we go. You know exactly where I'm going. Uh, it It will (laughs) take care of itself you'll know whether or not you're paying nick chubb or miles garrett or any of these guys i got news for you you might know by the bye week this year where all of this is going well that's the truth if the browns go if they ball out rico and let's just let's just get nuts let's get nuts and they go to the afc championship game okay We'll have them lose, but they go that far. So they have a great year, right? That's okay. I'll take it. Yes. And then you know what? Everything's on the table for next year. And you could very well, like, all of a sudden, you're going to have guys looking to stay, right? And everything's on the table. But if by the bye week we're thinking about, well, should Jim Schwartz be the coach the rest of the year, and can he pull a Greg Williams? Oh, my God, what's going on? Garrett's going to ask for a trade. You know, it could go south by week five to where nothing is guaranteed, and we might not even be thinking about signing Nick Chubb. We'll be like, oh, yeah, we got to move him because we don't have any draft picks, and we need to. In other words,
1: Rico, it's all going to take care of itself. Oh, sure. Yeah, guess what? Guess what? The over under is nine and a half and they better hit the over is what they I'm be- saying. Yeah. But <laughs> they better the- hit the over on that.
0: Rico. Their, their destiny is really in their hands. If they there go sure out
1: is. and win,
0: then we're yeah. not going to be thinking about any of this. It'll take care of itself. If they win, it'll
1: take care of itself. If they lose. Yeah. This isn't some big giant calculus equation that takes up an entire chalkboard. Okay. This is pretty simple wins. Will take care of everything, and lo- losses, especially if you poop yourself by the bye week, is going to take care of everything, in, but in a much different way. So that's very simple, actually.
0: Kevin Stefanski will have the he'll have the bubble guts at week five <laughs> as he's sitting in his office and he can hear Jimmy Haslam pacing in the hallway outside, yeah. literally snorting and growling through his old man's scowl. And yeah. Stefanski will be heading into the office, the office within his office with his dude wipes under yeah. his, under his elbow as he goes in there to evacuate his nervous bowels because he's about to meet with Jimmy and get handed his walking
1: papers. That could happen, dude. Sure could. Sure could. Hey, but at least he'll have a nice cleany butt clean squeaky clean butt crack squeaky as clean as as he's packing his desk on the way out. Ah. Uh. It's all going to take care of itself. It sure will. Just win, baby. Isn't that what Al Davis said? Just win, baby. And speed kills. It It does, true. It sure does. All right, gang. Go Browns. Go Browns. I'm fucking angry, son of a bitch! I'm fucking tired of fucking
0: losing! Loser.
1: Cleveland Browns. All day, all night. Ever wonder if
0: rock and roll is dead?
1: Does the music we grew up loving align with modern
0: sensibilities? Or should it be relegated to the dustbin of regrettable rock history? My name is Scott. And this is Rico.
1: We are your rock and roll pathologists.
0: Join us as we take your favorite songs and put them under the knife. Every week on Rock and Roll Autopsy.
1: New episodes every Sunday at midnight wherever you stream your podcasts.
0: The Rock and Roll Autopsy Podcast.